Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, and thank you for watching. Will, can I open with some good news? Some great news, in fact. Um, you remember- Good news, bad news, or just good oh, news? Oh, no, all good news. Oh, bad news all for you. News. Bad news for your future as an economic speculator, <laughs> your understanding <laughs> of the free market, because oh, I'm yeah. not sure if you remember, Will, um, mm-hmm. but I uh, foolishly made a, a late night purchase uh, on Instagram, uh, a three-in-one charger, which at the time I thought is going to solve all my problems. It's going to make me wire-free. My watch, my earbuds, uh, my phone, all charged in one spot. Little did I realize that all your devices had to be from the one company, <laughs> which mine are not. Three different companies. In fact, I was could not have been any worse in a worse position as a customer to have made that purchase, that non-refundable you're, purchase. You're in a polyamorous relationship with your technology. <laughs> That's right, man. Just whatever go, whatever you're feeling, man. Made a bit of a JBL just, night tonight. No, it's I a don't want to be locked into one afternoon. infrastructure, man. That's you know? right. I'm not going to be beholden to the ghost of Steve Jobs. So that's what it, when you sign those agreements, that's what it means. Is like you, he, he can consume your soul to one day return, like Zool in Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, I purchased it for one hundred and fifty dollars new, mm-hmm. and made re- realized my mistake immediately. Like almost before I even unwrapped it, I did unwrap it just to double check that I couldn't use it. But once I did unwrap it and test it out and realized I couldn't use it, I put it back in the box, and I asked you. What do you think I can ask for it on resale? What did I say? Hundred? Did I say a hundred? No, you said half. You'll be lucky to get fifty dollars, I believe. I think you said half, (laughs) more likely fifty bucks. And I was furious. I said, absolutely not. There is no way that I'm going to sell up for that little. Uh So I put it on Gumtree. Um, I put it under sort of like an anonymous name, not a a pseudonym, I should say, just in case anyone who listened to the show happened to be scrolling through (laughs) Gumtree. I didn't want them to take me for a ride knowing how desperate I was to sell. I mean, it could have had the opposite effect. They could have gone, oh, this is the famous charger from the podcast that I like. This is basically you could have advertised it as memorabilia. Then you might have got like 300 bucks. I should have thought of that because I think there is a function on Gumtree where it's like, it's not non non pickup, so like I would have, to, I could just mail it. So I could have said, "This is authentic, as seen or as heard, or maybe seen as heard." Page on an entire episode, basically, about this thing. <laughs> a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's been featured in a couple of episodes. You could own your own. This is actually Tofop's version of an, an, an NFT. Yeah, you or could literally like, own a. Is it more like Tofop's version of Planet Hollywood, Planet Tofop? Mm. It's just oh, a restaurant yes. that's just filled with Tofop memorabilia. It would be great. 
if somebody is collecting, like if this happened to be the same person who, um, you know, has has purchased the shaver that you mistakenly <laughs> bought from overseas and they just have this whole collection at home. They have a little museum of Tofop. In my lost phone, <laughs> just our uh, the court sketches we got done in the live show. Just like... <laughs> Did you ever go to a Planet Hollywood? Did you ever, like, there's one in Sydney for a short time. And I remember being quite excited. As a nerd who loved movies, I was caught up in the hype. You know, you'd see Arnie and Sly and Bruce Willis, like, opening another one and they're all, like, you know, flexing their guns and, you know, high-fiving or some shit. And they even did, like, I mean, they went all in on that. They did, like, I think they did, like, a half-hour TV special where they just literally called all their famous buddies to come in and just hang out. And there was, like, a a rough narrative to it. Like I remember seeing Luke Perry and and Charlie Sheen like at the bar together <laughs> back when that was an innocent proposition in the mid-90s. I mean, out of the two of them that we don't have with us anymore, you would have backed the other horse. If that was. <laughs> like if you're, if you're making a death prediction, yeah. Yeah, Clearly I definitely would have locked in Charlie Sheen not well Dylan. before I locked in Luke Perry. Yeah, Not Dylan Walsh. No, Brandon Walsh. What was he? Dylan. No. What was his last name? Dylan. Brandon and Brenda Walsh. And yeah, he was okay. Dylan. Luke. There was Andrea Zuckerberg. There was. It had to be a cool name. Let's like, we can't remember. What's a cool, hmm. like, what would a bad boy, like a good looking rebel who plays by his own rules? What would Dylan. Dylanson. Dylan Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dylan Thunder, but it'd be something like that. Dylan Dean. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan in the name of. <laughs> Dylan Death. Uh, oh, it's a, quite an Irish name. Dylan O'Leary. No. Uh, famous uh, comedic, uh, uh, famous comedy director, film director, who now oh. does serious Oscar, Oscar-nominated films. Okay. Started off with his it. SNL buddies making kind of mm-hmm. dumb comedies. Uh, Dylan McKay. Dylan McKay. We never really delved in. Do you want to, do you want to know Dylan McKay's? Backstories. I'm curious to know. Like, was he well connected to his Irish roots? Would you see? Like, would he go to Boston and get like a tear in the eye? I don't know. I mean, was there ever a St. Valentine's Day? uh, Not St. Valentine's Day. uh, St. Patrick's Day episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I don't know if there was. There would have been. Oh, there was. I know. I know. I remember the episode because they go to they. Oh no, maybe it wasn't Valentine's Day. But there was a there's an episode where. Uh, uh, Andrea Zuckerman and Brandon Walsh went to the races together and she was in love with Brandon at the time and she kept tipping she didn't know anything about horse racing but she kept tipping horses that had something to do with romance or love in the name and she kept winning like everyone thought she was some kind of like genius because she kept winning but it was only because she was so in love with Brandon she was trying to tell him by just betting on these horses who had love in the name so uh, here's some good news there was an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 that was about St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was – this is going to be fun. What was the name? So the the, the name of the episode, um, it is it – like, Top of the morning is, to you? Like is it an uh, Irish pun? So it, it's as offensive as that. Oh, okay. Top, yeah. of mor- so, top of the morning to you. What is to, Ireland to famous be- for, which you imagine now is absolutely – Non PC that would be like <laughs> hating homosexuals. <laughs> well, that's true. Not letting people have abortions. Yeah, <laughs> being ruled by the Catholic Church and all this dogma. Fighting, getting drunk, and fighting. 
Uh, okay, yeah, I'm talking more mythical creatures. Oh, okay. What is the mythical leprechaun? creature you associate with the leprechaun? The name of the episode was the leprechaun. Oh my god! <laughs> but okay. having said that, have you seen what the president is? It the president of Ireland or the prime minister of Ireland looks like? I mean, does he wear a little green suit and Mate, he's always got a pot of gold? I'll drop. Wait till I drop this in the chat and you see. <laughs> like I saw an article about because he was he. He said that um, kids shouldn't be doing like he thinks that kids shouldn't be doing homework anymore. So there's other. He was in the press a lot last week, and then they posted his photo, and I'm like, "That is." Hang on, here we go. Did you hear the one about the Irish education system, Charlie? The <laughs> no. teachers do the homework. <laughs> hey, right. check this out. This dude. You can leave all this in, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Did it go? Does Mike have our whole music? Where the hell did it go? I just took a. All right. Oh, can you not put teachers in the chat? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll put a link in the chat. Here we go. Oh. (laughs) Now, if. Okay, if Bernie Sanders got cursed by a leprechaun, <laughs> that's what the Irish president would look like. It's exactly what he would look like. But uh, did you want to know a bit about Dylan McKay? Irish- well, wait, before we get to oh, Dylan McKay, I want to give you the summary of the episode, The Leprechaun, set on okay. St. Patrick's Day, because okay. this might give us some insight. And there's just something that I've already seen in this episode description that we need to get to. So over Donna's objection, Kelly hires a publicist named Pia to boost business for the boutique store. So did Donna and Kelly have a store together at some stage? Is that what we're talking about here? Makes sense. They were best friends. Yeah. So, But the devious Gina makes the situation worse when she fans the flames between Donna and Kelly and Pia just for her own amusement. Now, that's fine. Whatever. Who cares about that storyline? This is the one I wanted to get to. Over Janet's objection, Steve – does what? So now Steve Sanders, notorious bad boy of yep. Beverly Hills 90210, yep. always up to half-baked schemes, Steve yep. Sanders. Douche so the bag. episode Lovable douchebag? Yeah. So the episode is set on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And Steve is doing something over Janet's objection. What has the episode is called The Leprechaun? What what does Steve do? Oh, has he hired like a little person to come in and dance around? Charlie, well the done. of the stalls. <laughs> yeah. So, over Janet's objections, Steve, and I'm just reading what they say here. I know yeah. this is not the proper term, but yeah. over Janet's objections, Steve hires a dwarf named Lou to pose as a leprechaun to promote the newspaper during St. Patrick's Day while Noah gets an offer by a businesswoman named Janine for the Peach Pit space and much, must make a tough choice of whether or not to sell out Nat to the offer. <laughs> when Dylan learns about Noah's situation, he decides to make his own move to buy the building himself. How? I don't know. Wasn't he a high Matt school question- kid? <laughs> Matt questions his own relationship with Kelly while handling a couple who wants a prenuptial agreement. Also, David's new romance with Claudia appears likely to be short-lived when she tells him she has to move back to Venezuela after her visa has expired. (laughs) Well, I've worked out how Dylan could afford to buy the peach bit. He's the son of a morally ambiguous business tycoon, Jack McKay, and his ex-hippie wife. Jack McCock. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jack McCock. Uh, Dylan started this series with a reputation of being a dangerous loner, mm. but after he stands up for some bullies for freshman Scott Scanlon. Who was Scott Scanlon? Was he not Brian Austin Green? You know how there was two? Yep. And there one was. got written out of it? I think he killed himself in the oh, show. Did he? Oh, I no. believe so. Oh, yeah, Brian Austin Green's cowboy. He, he, he was my Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cowboy half friend, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, killed himself at the end of the. Oh, that's right. Oh, I was mean, he playing the, in, with a gun in the show. Yeah, or yeah, maybe accident. Was it an accidental himself, suicide? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, so, without the first two seasons, Dylan's relationship to Brenda helped him with several traumatic events, including his struggle with alcoholism. I remember that episode because he literally starts the episode n- not an alcoholic and then finishes the episode in AA. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, Dylan McKay, like, he's reading the signs real early. He's like, I met this guy, Charlie Sheen, at a bar, and I got a really bad feeling about where this is all headed. <laughs> Um, he also, uh, oh, his father went to jail for several white collar crimes. Okay, so there's a bit of a wokeness to 90210 for the mid 90s. Like, you know, someone having objections about, you know, the trivialization of little people, white collar crime, that's all pretty woke. I mean, yeah, but Steve still did hire a little person and dress him as a leprechaun. <laughs> so. Uh, so when Dylan takes Brenda to Mexico against her father's wishes, her father forbids her to date him. Well, that's fair enough. Like, I think if, like, if my own is a teenager and her boyfriend, they skip to another country without, like, informing the parents. Yeah. I would sort of say, I don't think you should, I reckon that bad boy loner, you should stay away from him. What if, though, that bad boy loner had a cool haircut and a Porsche? And, and millions of dollars. And millions. <laughs> you know, I'm coming around Millions of dollars that his dad had ripped off other white collar criminals. Uh, Brenda refused to obey uh, her father's wishes and moves in with Dylan who becomes increasingly unhappy in the relationship. Oh, we've all been there, mate. Hey? Eh? <laughs> hey? Eh? You thought it was all good? I mean, aren't they in – again, aren't they in high school? When is – I'm – did they – I think they moved out of – I think there was like they were in high, the end of high school when the, the show started, season. but by the end of it they were perhaps out of high school. Okay. At this point, Jim proposes to send Brenda to France for a summer. Um, with Brenda in France, Dylan starts spending a great t- deal of time with Kelly, who was always like, I think, much hotter than Brenda. Were you Brenda or Kelly? Kelly. Yeah. Uh, helping her babysit her little sister and entering a doubles beach volleyball tournament with her. Oh, oh my God. The two have a strictly physical affair. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but Kelly ends it out of loyalty to Brenda. Hmm. Mm. Oh, what's going to I happen mean, here? Upon Brenda's return Probably should Paris. have not started at yeah, uh, loyalty say, to Brenda. If loyalty is such a high priority. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times, how many times, if you have a strictly physical, does affair to me suggest more than once? Yeah, it was definitely more than once. It okay. wasn't like a one night stand is once. They, yeah. they would say they had a one night stand if it yeah. was once. In a, in a moment of passion, they lose them. She and Dylan reunite. It doesn't last long, though, as Brenda, who's also had an affair. What the hell is going on? I mean, Brenda's gone to France. 90210, ho, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, Dad must have known, though. Dad must have known right. that this was the whole plan, right? Yeah. I've got to send her to France. It's yeah. full of hot, sleazy French guys. She's going <laughs> to eat that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Get her out of this bloody Dylan McC- get, get her out. No Irish he put on the front door of the house. <laughs> uh, so Dylan and Brenda break up and Dylan heads straight for Kelly. This doesn't last long though. 
Uh, after Brenda sees them on a date, she gets angry at them. She takes a step back. They take a step back from their potential relationship. Dylan, confused about his relationship with both women, that's the old Betty and Veronica, uh, takes a road trip to get away from them. Yeah, mate, we've all been there, mate. We're, you know. <laughs> when he returns, uh, Kelly and Brenda tell him to make a choice. Um, is he like, well, uh, oh. I, I can think of a solution. Uh. I'm not sure if it's going to fly with you dudes. If um, they were making the show now, that could be an option. Like, I mean, euphoria. if it was some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it was Euphoria 90210, that would be the solution. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. And when Dylan's father's released from prison, Kelly helps Dylan reestablish a healthy relationship. However, this does not last. Jack is apparently killed by a car bomb oh. planted by the mob because he could not pay a debt. So Dylan spends the remainder of the third season managing his relationship with Kelly and the rest of his friends. And he graduates from West Beverly High School in the season finale. So that was that was all happening during high school. I don't, what were you doing when you were 17? Were you like Man. skipping out to France? And I don't that? think that my parents were letting me take like long road trips to different <laughs> countries. <laughs> Your parents weren't also in with the mob. Um, I'm pretty sure when I was at high school, I've got to be honest with you, like my parents would have to pick me up from a party still. Really? Like, I, that you I mean, I guess I could crash at somebody else's house, like for the night, but I'd be expected back the next day. And like they still would quite often, I would imagine, in year 11 and 12, particularly living in the country, they'd just come and pick me up from something at like midnight or whatever time. So, yeah, I can't imagine if I pitched them the idea that, I mean, we went to Melbourne a few times. Yeah. How long would that, how long would that take? <laughs> I mean, three the hours. Pa- Melbourne, the Paris of Hayfield. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess in America you can get to another country in, you know, in three hours' drive. So they're, yeah. in, they're in LA. They can fly almost to France. Be in a, and yeah. They could. What would that be, like eight you know, hours or something? Yeah, that's still a long way away. Yeah. Um, you could drive to Mexico. Yeah. Well, didn't they do that? No, they just went to France. Was it Mexico? I don't imagine that. Where did yeah, they Dylan go? Takes the, where, to Mexico against oh, to Mexico. Yeah. So they yeah. just drove to Mexico. So that's equivalent yeah. of going to Melbourne, apart from yeah. the fact that it's over the border into a different country. Okay, I guess that. Yeah, where it's known that you know um, people can get kidnapped. There are parts yeah. of Mexico where it's dangerous yeah, to drive. Notorious through. for its drug use. But <laughs> other than that, everything s- should be fine. Six and seventeen. I would have loved if Dylan McKay, Dylan McKay, Dylan McKay. Um, had embraced his Irish roots, and when his dad was blown up by the mob, he joined the IRA and gone into like a like a in a into a war, like the mob against the IRA, led by Dylan McKay. That would that would have been the next series of 90210 that I would have made. Hang on. Dylan McKay is going to war against the IRA. Wouldn't he be going? No, he be he's joining, joining the IRA. Oh, to take on the mob. The mob killed his dad. Yeah. And so Dylan McKay needs some backup. He can't take on the mob by himself, but he embraces his Irish roots. He goes and gets Lou, the leprechaun. <laughs> and he pops down to the local IRA and says, uh, here I am. Yeah, and Steve Sanders says to the mob, now you need – the only way you can mm. fight a stereotypes with another stereotype, so here's yeah. Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Let these two duke it out. Just fight each other. Uh, well, back to my uh, three-in-one uh, phone charger. So, oh, yes. Uh, you speculated that I would be lucky to get half, more like 50 bucks. Yeah. So I listed it initially as 125 
Mm-hmm. No bites. No bites at all. Oh, no, Can I got you- one bite from one dude who offered me yeah. 50 bucks for it. And I, yeah. for a moment, I thought it was you. <laughs> so like, you will, you'd signed into Gumtree. Certainly did not got a bite. You did not get a bite. You got a little nibble. You entered into a negotiation at that point. But 50 is too low. 50 is coming too low. If you've started at 125, you're not going to 50 immediately. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because of these automated responses on Gumtree when you're sort of responding to kind of inquiries. And I, at first I was so insulted. I was like, I am not going to, I'm going to let this guy know what I think. But then there was one which was like, I was actually hoping for a little bit more or something like that. So I sent that off and he was like, fine, okay. And then another guy came in and offered me 90 bucks. And I mm-hmm. went, done, sold. <laughs> Like you'd spook me. <laughs> you'd spook me. He's probably the- friends with the fucking guy who offered you 50. 50. He goes, you go in and offer him 50, spook him, get inside his head. I'll swoop in, offer him 90, bang, bang, job done. I was feeling pretty good about 90, 90 yeah. bucks in cash. And he said it was going to be, a, he came around to get it and he said it was going to be a, a, a birthday present for his son-in-law. And I'm like, okay. that's interesting. Though. Like if you got that, so just say, you know, your partner's father gives you a, a Christmas present, and you open it, and you notice that it's not sealed. <laughs> Are you like you bought the second hand, and then does that kind of? You know, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem. I get second hand stuff all the time, but I, but part of me would be like, is he regifting? <laughs> is he farming this off on me? Well, I mean, if you've married his daughter or or vice versa, like, you know, in the in the relationship. But he said son-in-law, didn't he? That was what it was, son-in-law? Yeah, son-in-law. Okay, so, yeah. So, the uh, presumably the son's married his son or his daughter, right? Like, you know, to go into the family. I mean, they're happy with secondhand because that person is secondhand. <laughs> he, he owned that person for the first 18 years of their life and That's now right. they're out in the world. I believe your children are, are your property. Yeah. <laughs> Legally. I mean, in a way, until they're adults, they kind of are your property. So all kids are secondhand. Like, you wouldn't be slightly like, oh, I'm only worth, I'm not worth a brand new purchase. Hmm. Part of you wouldn't feel undervalued by that. I wouldn't, no. If, if it was what I needed, if I needed a charger and it was an appropriate charger, I'd be wrapped. It's fine if it works. I don't care. It's good. And in fact, if anything, I would actually, particularly in, the part of the world in which you live, like the idea of not throwing things out and being able to like repurpose them or recycle them or, you know, get something that is pre-loved instead of buying something that is brand new is actually probably adds value to the gift rather than the gates value. You know, the fa- maybe this son-in-law is so environmentally conscious. The reason that he hasn't actually got himself a new charger is that he doesn't want to add to all the, only you know, secondhand. Maybe the whole family has a rule, only secondhand gifts, nothing new. Let's be, yeah. Let's be environmentally conscious. Let's be as woke as the maybe, writers of 90210. Maybe the they got days. a couple of rescue dogs at some stage, which let's be honest, they're just secondhand dogs, right? That's what a rescue yeah. dog is. It's a pre-loved, pre-owned dog. But they've got the great thing in dogs where they call them rescues, which is just branding really for secondhand, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but maybe this family really liked that. It made them feel good. You know, we've yeah. given like an animal a second chance. Maybe we could apply this principle to everything in our lives. Maybe rescue. I won't, I'll get a rescue charger. Maybe that's what yeah. they call it. They say, I've yeah. got you a rescue charger. And that actually makes it better than a normal charger. Yeah. Than a charger I mean, you don't want a breeder. rescue condom, though. You don't want one there, There's certain things which, like, rescue condom, rescue hypodermic needle. Uh, there's a few things which need to be. It doesn't apply new. to everything. No, I understand. No. I understand that. But, like, in this case, it, I think it adds some charm to it. <laughs> Do you think anyone ever has reused a condom? 
Yeah, absolutely, 100%. People have washed them out and used them again. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, you probably should, in the, again, in this day and age yeah. of like being environmentally mm-hmm. conscious. Like, no, but you, it just feels like one of those things where every time you wash it, somehow you're like well, only if you're using, Only if you're using the same – if it's with the same partner and you'd like it's birth control or something. I don't think you should be reusing it with like multiple different partners because who knows what's living in the – the, yeah, but I'm but I'm latex. even talking about the idea of if it was with your same partner, like the, the effectiveness of it might like if you like depends, the guy depends how vigorous you are. Like I think I could get at least five or six uses out of mine. Well, I mean, you have to change the tires on your car every five thousand kilometers, and they're made of rubber as well. So I it's a sprint, not a marathon. That at some stage. <laughs> um. Now, well, I'm mm. I'm glad we're back doing TOEFOP because there's uh, certain things I can only discuss with you, and there is this okay. thing that's been bothering me, and I need to get your take on it. Sure, because I don't know what's going on, and I've been trying to figure it out. So, about six months ago, um, I went to a party. Right, it was like an organised party with like you know DJs and stuff. It was at this bar in town, and um, it was a real kind of like oh. You remember when you were young and you'd see like a disco for like 30 plus? There's like 30 plus discos. You'd be like, oh my God, who goes to that? Well, I went to one. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Like everyone and you in were there. still the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably on the young end. It was actually okay. weird to be at like what is essentially like a like a nightclub, but no young people around because the last time I was in a nightclub, there was young people were in there too, but this was just like, you know- 40 plus, you know, maybe late 30s there, but mainly just like mature people dancing to sweat into the oldies. That's what we were doing. We're just like dancing to like the 90s. Anyway, so um, at this like little sort of snack table and um, there's this woman there and I've seen her around town, my town where I live, you know, in the playground and stuff with her daughter. And so we just start chatting and stuff. And uh, I, after a moment I like, I say, so I think I think I've seen you around town like the playground and she's like, no, 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 that's my sister. And I'm like, oh, you've got oh. a twin. She said, no, no, that's just my sister. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, my mistake, obviously, uh-huh. yeah, no problem. And so then I look like in the sort of weeks afterwards, I was like, she says this is like, oh, it was ex- it's exactly the same person, I'm telling you, like the same person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Are there any sisters that look identical? And then I was trying to think of like, I don't know, I, I've no siblings that look, like they're related, but like mm-hmm. I don't know identical siblings that aren't twins. Anyway, I start sort of seeing this mm-hmm. woman again, but not in where I live, more in Byron Bay. And now I'm starting to think, why did this person tell me that they and I'm like, she doesn't have a twin. Uh, she doesn't have a sister. She was trying to just stop talking to me. That's what I think happened because. The weird thing is there's, there's been a couple of incidents where I've seen her. Uh, it either is like a sister who looks exactly like her because- yeah. Which could was be the like- case. There are siblings. Like, I mean, it's, it's not very common, but it does happen where the so, siblings like, look, look incredibly similar to each other. Does who? this person have- I could not think of one example. I, well, I can't immediately think of an example either, but I bet- uh, siblings who look the same but aren't twins. I bet if I Google that, <laughs> there will be. I mean, the Hemsworths all look completely different. The Wilson brothers all look completely different. You know, the core. Oh, you know what? The cause. Maybe I couldn't tell the three cores. Right. Because you don't brother, know. But uh, can the, can the siblings sisters- look alike if they aren't twins? Here we go. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, 
yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the answer is yes. And then there's a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, people will get me and my uh, brother or sister confused all the time. So, Oh, well, that makes me feel better because I started to think that maybe this woman was lying. Like maybe she thought I was hitting on her or something or she was just trying to like throw me off the trail that – you know, no, no, that was that wasn't me. That was just that was someone else. Because I've seen her since we've even interacted since, and I'm like, oh, I think she's forgotten who I am. Because I don't know, I've just never met siblings that look exactly the same, like same hairstyle. It's you know what it is. It's very rooster and goose. Like, is she? If they are sisters, then is it a distinctive certainly- look? Like, yes. does this person have a very distinctive look? Well, not distinctive for up here. It's very boho, you know, mm. Byron Bay, you know, white linen. But her okay. face is, you know, very distinct in her hairstyle and everything else about her. She's quite tanned. She looks like, you know, she's maybe got mixed heritage. So it's not like she's not a forgettable face. She's a memorable face. But I just was like – because I was talking about with, with, with Sammy Cav. And we were trying to get to the bottom of it. And I was like, do you think she lied to me? <laughs> do you think she doesn't have a twin? She's just trying to get out of it. If she awkward- has lied to you, then you do not want a person in your life who lies this easily. And in like such, like, I mean, to invent a sis, like, okay, here's what I will say. Um, right. I People won't have heard it by the time uh, that you're listening to this because it's out of order chronologically and how it'll be released. But um, just about an hour ago, I recorded a faux fop with a previous faux fop guest, uh, Sam Peterson, uh, Mr. Sammy P. And he does a podcast called Confessions where he goes on to Reddit and he finds people who have, like, you know, said things and, and you know, he reads out the confessions. It's a really funny podcast. There have been, I've been listening to quite a lot of it over the summer period because. You know, some of my regular podcasts were on holidays and I just got into really listening to confessions. And so I probably listened to 20 or 30. And there was probably two in that where someone had invented having a twin, like for, to get out of a situation. So I'm not saying it's beyond oh my God. the realms of oh my possibility God. because people have wow. clearly done it before and they've gone on to Reddit to confess that they've done it before. So there is a chance that this person has wanted to get away from you so much that they couldn't just say, oh, you might be confusing me for somebody else. Or, But the fact that they immediately – did they immediately say, that's my sister? Oh, when I brought it up, yeah. Yeah. Like, like we – And you weren't remember- saying it was anything, like, bad either, were you? Does this person – did you say it was a playground when you were, said you originally yeah, yeah, saw them? Yeah, because where I'd seen her, like I'd mm. taken her into the park and she was there with her kid yeah. and – that well, was does all this, I, but does she have a kid, this woman? Have we yes. ascertained the fact yes. that maybe it's the sister who has a kid? Because the kid can't look identical as well. The kid is how we solve oh, this mystery. That's We've, actually smart because I've seen her since with the mm, kid, but I can't yeah. remember if it's the same kid or not. Yeah, you've been you distracted by looking at grab, You've got to look at the kid. By kid. The face and just <laughs> start <laughs> examining. Because <laughs> I can believe the fact that the two sisters might look alike, but they're not going to have identical kids as well. This is too... So you've got to crack the case of whether it's the same kid. Maybe she said to you, that's my sister because this person doesn't have any kids of her own and that's why she knew the sister would be at the park and she wouldn't be at the park. Yeah, maybe. I mean, 
The, the question is why she would lie. The obvious one is she just wanted to get away from talking, I know, which I can, I can I completely understand. I know, but I've been talking to you for, you know, 13 years and <laughs> Still I've never had to pretend that, oh, that actually wasn't me. You've been talking to my brother for this whole time. You can't tell us Wall- apart. <laughs> Wall Sanderson. Yeah, but then when I was talking about it with Sam and we were trying to work out like why she would lie, I was like, oh, maybe – Maybe she didn't. And Sam said, it could just be one of those involuntary lies that you tell. And it just so happened that earlier that day, I'd been, um, we had a big group, friends up from Melbourne and Sydney. We had a big catch up at the beach. And um, I ran into uh, some friends who were sort of like friends of friends. I don't know them that well. And so I got kind of put on the back foot. And there was a sort of lull in the greeting, like, hello, how you doing? And I pointed at one of the guy's watches and said, oh, it's like he's wearing an Apple Watch. And I said, oh, is that um, a Fitbit? And he was like, no, it's an Apple Watch. And then I said, oh, yeah, I've got one of those. And I don't. <laughs> and no. then we had like a two Famously. or three-minute conversation. Famously, you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had a two or three-minute conversation about my yeah. Apple Watch that I just bought. And I was asking right. him, how do you set the blah, blah. And see, so he was showing me. And I, I don't know why. I did it. Why? I just kind of – I felt awkward in the moment mm. and there was like dead air and so I just threw this thing out and then I'd committed to it and then it was too late for me to back out of one, oh, no, this conversation. But, but here's what and I so, would say. It's so much easier for you to back out of that than inventing a sibling. <laughs> That's what I would say. Like you can – like if, the, if that guy saw you again another time and you had like your Fitbit watch on and he was like, oh, man, I thought you had an Apple watch. You could easily go, I did, man, but I just had a whole bunch of problems with it and I've actually switched yeah. to the Fitbit or whatever. Like it's – or I lost yeah. it. It's not on your wrist next time. I lost it. I don't wear it when I'm not at the gym. Whatever it is, it's easily – but to invent an entire identical sibling just to get out of a conversation feels like a lot. Because it's not was, even an embarrassing even moment. Panicking? In these, but in these like confessions, Reddit confessions, right – it, it's always because something they've done something really terrible. They've been caught, like you know, like having sex with someone they shouldn't have done, or like they've broken in, and they're like, "No, that's my twin sister, or that's my identical, you know, sibling, or whatever." Like this was just a conversation. Yeah, like, I refuse to believe that she was finding conversation with you so unpleasant <laughs> that she needed to invent a fictional sibling, unless that's her jam, and that she's yeah. constantly always blaming things on her imaginary sibling like yeah okay so maybe so it's either like a um do you think it's like a neuro neurodivergency kind of thing or it's just a kink it's like i love i love telling guys about my fiction gaslighting stuff. guys that i have an identical sibling goes not a twin. amazing sex yeah. <laughs> she's like i did it again steve what i found a stranger and i told <laughs> her about rube. my imaginary I found sister. a rube. <laughs> that, that's his kink he loves it yeah. he loves to watch it yeah <laughs> It's just like telling you've got a sister who looks exactly like you. (laughs) Go on. You get over there and you gaslight the hell out of him. Hey, my partner and I were just watching you from across the bar. (laughs) We dig your vibe. Can we tell you about our imaginary sister? Imaginary sister? (laughs) Imaginary identical sister is not a twin? Well, yeah, okay. Because if you're going to make up, if you're going to make up an identical sibling, then you make up a twin. That would be if I was like in that situation. You're like, oh, I've actually got a twin. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's there's a level of detail mm-hmm. to saying it's the easy yeah. thing is twin. There's an extra level of detail which makes it seem more authentic, which is it's yeah, it's my it's my sister twin. No, no. Yeah. Why? 
because I gave. Well, her the an easiest out. thing is this. Oh yeah, I, I do go to that park occasionally. That would yeah. be the easiest thing. So if <laughs> yeah. she's like a normal person and she's in this conversational situation, I think if it is her, like if there is no mystery, like if, if literally she's denying that this is her, but it actually is her. The easiest thing of all would be just to be, unless she's murdered somebody at that park, I don't see why you would lie about being at the park. Unless like the I, park I is mean, an I alibi ha- or something. I have run into her. It's one of those things yeah. now. It's hilarious. I've seen her so many times and she even like wasn't, it was kind of, we didn't have a conversation, but we were at, uh, there's some Christmas, you know, like kids Christmas event. And I was talking with Jem and a few of our friends and her group overheard what we were talking about. And she yelled out, I oh, know that's blah, 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 blah. And I'm and I was watching her, and I'm like, "Does she recognize me as the guy she blew off, or is this the twin? This the non-twin sister? Like, because I don't know. I, it was it was just weird. It was, I and I have sort of like we've sat um, across like next to each other at cafes, and I just like I'm so weirded out. Now, part of me wants to just go up and say, "Hey, look, can we just let, like, let's just be real? Can we be real now? Do you have a sister who looks? Are you the sister that has a sister who told me that you look like you that looks like you or?" What's going on? <laughs> Please, just put me out of my misery. There will come a time where I will work up the courage to confront her. <laughs> well, you don't need to confront her because it might be nothing. Confront That's is why- too strong a word, but what I mean is like work it out. I will talk to her. There'll be uh, I've seen her too many times and I think we have enough friends in common that will it's eventually mate, it, cross. The, the kid is the key. You've got to unlock the secret of the kid. Is it the same kid? If it's not the same kid, then it's not the same woman. But she may have more than one kid. Hmm. Okay. See, you didn't think of that, did you? <laughs> no, it's true. But didn't you say the kid was like in a pram or something? No, no. Oh, but it was okay. about Iona's age. And this, Not and right. I'm talking like a, a year and a half ago. Mm. But the weird thing is I've seen her at that park once and never since. Mm. Every other time I've seen her, it's been in Byron, which is oh. like obviously a much bigger town and more people and stuff. So I'm like, well, I've never I mean, seen the this. most likely this- story is that, is that she has a sister who went to that park once. No, no, she said her sister lives where I live in the same town. And I've never seen her here. I've only I mean, seen that's her a, in this Byron. Is a, if, this is a terrible lie if this woman <laughs> is actually lying. Because the, it's like, you know, when you're at high school and somebody's got like a girlfriend, but they go to a different school. Like the school is hopefully far away. You know, they live in another country, they live in Canada. You know, that's, that's, you keep the lie as far away as possible. But the fact that you think she's gone on the front foot and made up a sister. And the sister lives in the same town as you. I mean, this is deep yeah, inside your head. If she's trying to <laughs> she's like, do that, time. it's just it's been playing in my mind, and, yeah. and I just and I really, I think she has a sister. I, okay. I, I, I this does not sound like a lie to me. I so think the most think- likely scenario is that she has a sister who spends more time in the area that you spend, and she immediately knew it would be her sister because of that, and her okay. sister just looks like her. So if I see her around where I live, mm-hmm. the sister. Scream, je accuse. <laughs> is it okay for me can. to go up and yeah. say, hey, hey, this may sound like a weird question, but do you have a sister who looks just like you? <laughs> like, it is weird, right? There's no way I can ease into that, ease into that. Because I need to know, and I must know, but there's no easy way to, to bring it up without sounding like a complete. Oh, that's, isn't that weird? Let's role play. You, you be her. So, okay, so we're just I'm a, the, 
imagine I'm the sister, the real sister. The real it sister. It turns out there is a real sister. Okay. She lives uh, in the area. You you lived, but you have not met me before, right? No, I haven't met, met you before, but I'm trying I've to only, work out yeah, if okay. you are the sister, the right. fabled sister. So let's okay. you're we're in line to get coffee yep. at the local cafe. Mm-hmm. So you're you've just you've just put we're both waiting for our yep. orders. So we're just standing there waiting for our orders. Uh turmeric latte, please. Yeah. Did, sorry, did you order a turmeric latte? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is, is that? Does it is that sweet or is it kind of? Oh, it is a little spicy. sweet, but um, to be honest, it, it, it's the health benefits of turmeric that I I actually have a shot of turmeric in the morning and uh, really find it a healthy way to you know invigorate the lifestyle. So if I'm going to have a coffee as well, um, I have it on oat milk, but I have the turmeric latte with with oat milk. Uh, so this is going to sound weird. Have we met before? I. I don't believe. Hang on. Were you on home and away? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah my, ki- my kids love home and away. I've got I've got some kids and they love uh, love home and away. Oh, nice. No, I don't. I mean, I think I would remember if we'd met before. So, no. Oh, it was no. just It's just very weird. I was at this party about six months ago. Mm. I could, And there was this person there who looked exactly like you. It was in Byron. Oh, um, yeah, my sister. She looks exactly like you. Yeah, I know. I mean, we get Why this the all the time. Why the fuck are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> You're the same woman. Don't you bring that bullshit here? Why? Why? Oh, you're calling the I'm calling the cops. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna wait here and see who they arrest. Me, the guy who's just trying to get to the truth, or you, a liar, a serial liar, psychopath. Oh, I'm the psychopath. Oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, sure. I'm out of order. You're out of order. You're all out of order. Attica, Attica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I've never even seen Dog Day Afternoon. Does it, is it Attica? Is that what he yells out? Yeah. Uh, so I think you're absolutely – but this is this is like a, before you completely had a meltdown, this was a fine strategy, which was okay. have we met before? Small talk. Yeah, yeah, right? Have we met before? You're like, yeah, yeah, we met. What if it, it turns out then that you mistakenly it is the one you've spoken to before? Let's play that out. Right. Okay. okay. So I'm going to change right. direction now. Okay. So okay. you ask, have we met before? Okay. Sorry, this is going to sound it'd be a strange question, but have we met before? Yes, we've met before. I had to fucking make up an imaginary sister just to get out of a conversation <laughs> with you. I fucking knew it. Jacques, Attica, Attica. I'm out of order. You're out of order. I'm calling the cops. If you think it is the sister, like, so if it's in your local town, yep. maybe even at the park. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you like, you know, right? So, same spot we first same, met. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now it's sounding creepy. That's where we fell in love, Will. Have you, have you, if you ask somebody, have we met before? And they say no. And then you say, this might sound like a weird question. I bet they fill it in. Because if you look identical to your sister, it's happened this is all the time, happens yeah. all the time. So it would be the immediate thing they would, think that you were going to say. So you'd yeah. hope, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be going, this might sound like weird. Forgive me if you get this all the time. And then yeah. almost try to let them fill in the end of that sentence. Yeah, I am the dentist. Oh, okay. All right. That wasn't what I was going with, but that's, you know, at least you can kind of like let them control it. Like you don't have yeah. to lead with like, do you have a sister that looks exactly like you? So I don't need to show her like my wall at home with like the red string and all the photos that I've got I do stuck not believe. up. I've met your sister. It's all and I do not believe she exists or yes. you exist. I'm too by confused now. The, the vaccines are trying to a part of a, a global conspiracy to control us. 
Oh, well, now I'm interested. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so Top Gun's been nominated for yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? How do I feel? I mean, about it's not nominated Oscar? for like best best Anything. wardrobe and it's, what is it best? Like, it's just I mean they've put it on the list because it's a, it's not going to win, is it? Like, I mean, I can't imagine it's going to win. I don't What's care. Here's for? what I will tell you about the Oscars. There was a point in my life where I was super excited about the Academy Awards. And, you know, it was something that I would give a fuck about, but I just don't care. I could yeah. care less about the Oscars. I haven't cared for a long, long time. There was like, just a point in my life where, like, movie stars giving each other little trophies really I was like, whatever. Well, You're this is a time rich. in my life just where movies I, I, I did not like were being lauded as being, like, the best films. <laughs> like, hang on. It was just even, even like, just the idea of it. Like, I mean, like, I, I think it's great to, like, to lord and admire people for doing good work, work that affects you, and people should absolutely be recognised for that. But there's just some aspect of it that I just find it's like the it's just like, do we need this? You you won the award. You got to make a movie. You got to make yeah. a movie and go to red carpets and be invited so to you, parties. That was your you award. Think famous, beautiful millionaires um, shouldn't be given awards as well. <laughs> Right, that's that's actually what we should do because, like, the, all the people who work on the things, they should be recognised. Like the people who do the actual fucking like behind the scenes work. Not that I'm saying that the acting isn't work as well, but I'm just saying you're already mm. being recognised for that. Yeah, you and know, paid in those and moments paid and paid handsomely. enormous amounts of money. The people who yeah, actually okay. do all the technical stuff, yeah, I think that it's like a place for recognition of that, of course. Okay, so look, yeah, it's been nominated for all the technical stuff, but it has been nominated for best adapted screenplay. I mean, I don't want to dredge up old. Old wounds, but like there is a character who dresses, who looks, and behaves exactly like his dead father. Okay, well, I didn't know we were going to go here again, but seeing we've gone here again, what if you want to justify this movie as being a good movie and explain the rooster thing? I think that the the most compelling theory that keeps coming back to me on this is that Maverick's dead and it's all in his imagination, right? That Maverick dies in that early, like he early on in the movie, he does that. He takes it to Mac 10, you know, that blows up the fucking plane and he dies. And the rest of the movie is kind of, you know, the last sign, his synapse is firing their last. Yeah. And him reconciling, you know, his relationship with like goose and the guilt that he feels over that and the way that he spent his life and, you know, whatever it is. And, and and that kind of in a way makes all those things make sense because in Maverick's imagination, Rooster would be look like Goose and dress like Goose yeah. and you know replicate all these things that Goose did. Like, but Here's I'm not what, sure that that's what the movie is saying. Like, that's a way to read the movie, but I'm pretty sure that's not what the movie thinks the movie is. Right now, look, this is yeah, and this is all just anecdotal, obviously. You know, like art is subjective, blah blah blah, but. Our mate VK, who I went to see it with, like, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, <laughs> but VK's taste in me, like, VK's favorite genre of movie is shoot 'em ups. And that's how he describes them. He loves a good shoot 'em up. Mm. Like, that's what he's looking for with the film. So we saw that film together. Now, he doesn't really have an interest in, like, you know, the film industry or any of that kind of shit. He's not into the Oscars or anything. VK was so incensed by the nomination. I got a text yesterday from him saying, how the fuck did Top Gun 
get nominated for an Oscar. It is literally one of the shittiest films of the year. <laughs> so for him, just like, you know, Lunch Pail, uh, you know, Johnny Lunch Pail, just your average film goer, <laughs> like for him to be that angry, I'm like, there must be, there, there is something going on here. So I said to him, don't worry about it. You and I are the only ones who see the truth. He followed up by said, I'm at a bloody loss, Charlie. I'm flabbergasted even. <laughs> so I sent him a link to our best of, our Top Gun Maverick best of summer compilation so he could draw the way through it. But like that really sort of struck home with me. Again, it's anecdotal, but Vaughn loves shoot 'em ups And even he was able to look at Top Gun Maverick, which I, I say in terms of like, you know, crowd-pleasing entertainment is at the top end. And even he was like, there's something – Suss about this. It just doesn't work. I mean, to be recognised for the Academy Awards, the reason that it's being recognised is that they expanded out the list of best movie nominees so that they could put movies like Avatar and Top Gun on the list. That was the whole point. They're trying to get people to watch the Oscars again. So they wanted to put popular box office movies like into the Oscars. Clearly cynical move to get like a younger demographic in. And it's clear like, because they say that the Academy is made up of like septuagenarians and stuff. And it's clearly And there's the nothing that septuagenarians think young people are into <laughs> other than Top Gun, you yeah. know, the remake of that movie from 100 years ago. Uh, well, we'll get to the mailbag. Before we do, can I plug a few things? Um, we have a YouTube channel, Tofop TV. Uh, every week, highlights go up there. So if you want to see highlights from the show, you want to see what Will and I look like when we're talking, you can go to YouTube. It's all free. Um, you can subscribe and click the notification button. You'll get, uh, you'll be let know when new clips are coming. We also have a Patreon, and we have some great news. We are putting ad-free episodes. So if you uh, want to skip the ads, uh, you can pay for the privilege. As little as a dollar a month, you can get ad-free episodes on the Patreon. We also have a whole back catalogue of bonus episodes that Will and I do, uh, special Patreon mailbag episodes. We have artwork. We have behind-the-scenes photos. We've got a whole bunch of stuff, like years, probably six or seven years' worth of content if, you, if you're jonesing for some TOEFOP. And then lastly, Two Guys, One Cup Summer Edition, my club, uh, is back. It's bad. Um, it's been fantastic. I really had a great time. I had Josh Garlop on uh, last week. Uh, I'm not sure if you know Josh, but he is. He has. Uh, when I looked up like how to describe him, it says a uh, uh, he is the only sports comedy social media uh, is a sports comedy social media performer. Which I'm like, that's a very niche job. But if you've ever seen those hilarious AFL videos, uh, that's Josh. So. He's also a proud West Australian, which is great because I got him on to talk about the West Coast Eagles, but he's admitted to me before we jumped on that he doesn't really like the Eagles or the Dockers. doesn't even really like AFL, mm. which made him a prime candidate <laughs> to analyse their list. But he used to be a sports journalist and he talks about like what it used to be like being in a press conference with Ross Lyon, <laughs> which is fantastic. Ross Lyon, apparently, the, the, the master of misdirection. If Ross Lyon gets a question he doesn't like, he'll just make a comment about the tone of your voice or the shirt you're wearing or your haircut or whatever and completely just derail the question. I'm like, ah, that's a bit of interesting insight. Uh, so uh, Two Guys, yeah. One Cup, my club will be every week until the season starts again. A um, bunch of great celebrity, celebrities. Everyone balks when I say celebrities. Famous Australians, notable Australians, well-known Australian supporters. Um, so check all those episodes out. Uh, and then Fofop, uh, as Will said. Uh, so... You think semi P? You're not going to do semi P this week? We can. Oh, we can. We yeah, yeah, no, it. we can do it this week. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, yeah it just might I mean, as well. 
Okay. Well, you, people can listen to that. It's a really good episode with uh, Sam. He's um, just one of those people that I really enjoy all the work that he makes, and it's always fun to have him on the podcast. And we had a good time talking about Kesha and weird other things that we ended up talking <laughs> That's about. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hear you say. Yeah, it was one of those things where Kesha. Uh, we talked about how in the Confessions podcast, like one of the big themes identified by Dave Lawson is that the stories are about people shitting themselves um sleeping with someone they shouldn't sleep with or fucking a ghost and so <laughs> that got me onto kesha because kesha most famously had had That's sex right. with a ghost and it was one of those things very tofop like where we never got to the point i was going to try to make about kesha and ghosts it just went somewhere else off the back of kesha <laughs> so i think into kesha trying to sue tiktok it was a fun conversation so um, you can check that out. But also, Willosophy, if you're still subscribed to the Willosophy Patreon page, I have actually posted on the Patreon page for Willosophy uh, two episodes from the Sydney Opera House uh, that I did live last year with uh, Nish Kumar and uh, Veer Das. They are both really fun episodes if you still happen to be signed up to that. And I've got a bunch of shows. So if you go to comedy.com.au and just check where you are, but I'm touring all over Australia. And so they, those shows start very soon. And I'm currently doing my improvised, what you're talking about, Will shows in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Store and in Newcastle at the Newcastle Comedy Club. So there may or may not be tickets available, but if you would like to come along to those, that'd be really fun. My book is called I Am Not Fine Thanks, still available. It would be great if you would uh, buy that. It's available in audio form as well, if you would enjoy it in that form. Uh, speaking of Nishkuma and philosophy, that actually t- dovetails beautifully into our first bit of mail. This is from Megan. Uh, hey guys, hope you're both doing well. Well, I was until I felt like some woman was making up an imaginary tw- sister, not non-twin sister, to throw me off the case. Uh, firstly, I'd like to thank Will for plugging his live philosophy shows on the pod. I've been off social media for about six months. Oh, you too. Look mm-hmm. at you, birds of a feather. Yeah, and I wouldn't have good. known about them otherwise. Uh, I then saw the show with Nish Kumar last night, and it was brilliant. I could have sat there all night listening to to the two of you talk. Secondly, I'm super excited to see Charlie host Getaway. I don't watch much free to air these days outside of the ABC. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> that's that's, like that's how you should say it. Due yeah. respect. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be tuning in. I think the last time I watched Getaway, it was hosted by Shelley Craft, who will forever be Shelley from Saturday Disney to me. Now, I'd hate to pull you up on a factual inaccuracy, but I think you'll find Shelley Craft was the host of the great she- oh, Shelley. Yeah, it's Shelley Craft, and she's also she the host of the, the great craft. outdoors. I think it's Shelley. I think it's Shelley Craft, but she was the host of the great outdoors, not Getaway. But that's an easy mistake. Both travel shows, both have great. No, actually, one does. Only one is great in the title. Is it Sally Croft or Craft? Craft. Sally. Sally. Jeez, I hope she never listens to this. <laughs> she won't. I can guarantee okay. you she'll never listen to this. Secondly, uh, no, thirdly, uh, I've enjoyed the magpie chat. I personally love magpies, and I think their call is my favorite sound in the world. What is their call? Is that a magpie? And I think that call is my favorite sound of the world, but admittedly, I've never had a bad experience with swooping. The only thing that sticks out was actually when I was riding my bike. The magpie swooped and landed in a tree right in front of me in the path I needed to take to get home. I spent some time just sitting there on my bike, eyeballing it, knowing that it was going to swoop me again when I rode past, even though it was um, even though it was just a swoop and click, no actual contact. It's a surprisingly effective intimidation technique. Yeah, that's actually something I forgot to mention. 
happened while we're on the break. I was at the gym and I ride my bike from here to the gym as discussed in the, in the Magpie Saga. And uh, as I was getting ready to leave the gym, get back on my bike, this dude stopped me and he was Russian. And he wasn't in a hurry. He was actually Russian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Murray Fields is here to tell us this anecdote. <laughs> Um, and he was, should I do the accent? Is it, is it, is it, is it racist for me to do the accent? He was like, can I ask you a question? Are you, yeah, can do, you a I think you can still do Russian. I think Putin okay. has guaranteed that we're still allowed to satirize <laughs> the Russians. He's like, you'll ride your bike here. And I said, hang on, let me, I've got to do, I've got to do Malkovich and Rounders ticket. You do not have my money. I kill you. Okay. Do you ride your, you ride your bike here? Yeah. Charlie <laughs> KGB. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> KGB, you do not have my money. I kill you. And I said, yes. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I, last time I ride this bird, he swoop. He scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I said, that, I know it's a magpie. I said, look, I found an alternate path you can take around to get. And he's like, no, I can't do it. I only realized that the winner did that I have a phobia about birds. And I'm like, oh, my God. That would have been a horrific way to discover you've got a phobia. I mean, that must happen, though, where – the first time you experience it, you're like, oh, fuck, I hate this. <laughs> like, I think I've got a phobia to, of like a, a phobia of heights or a phobia of whatever it is. Well, the first time you see something, you, you, you experience that they, you think they're trying to kill you, then that yeah. would, I don't know, that, I guess that would lead to a phobia. Yeah, I think so. Uh, finally, I've written in before and I got my message read out twice. Charlie clearly forgot he'd read my message and read it two pods in a row. That does sound like us. That. Ironically, I remember reading it out twice, but I don't remember the first time I read your letter. Uh, it was all good as far as I was concerned. The first step, Will was uh, was off and Foz was on. Okay. So I got to hear both their responses. That's actually, that's worked out really well. Um, but in both cases, it was very weird to hear your own words read out to you on the bus on the way home from work two weeks in a row. As always, thanks to the pod. It's a regular part of my week, and I appreciate the effort you go to to get it out weekly despite your other commitments. I hope you have a lovely holiday season. Are you having a whole lovely holiday season, Will? No. <laughs> um, okay, we'll finish on this long one here. This is from Duncan. Uh, hey, guys, just listening to Faux Fop with James Clement from the Weekly Planet, and you talked about how your wife has long suspected you have ADHD. I just wanted to chime in and say, yes, absolutely, there is no question. Uh, be And own it, you should be thankful that you did. To quote yourself from earlier in the episode, listen to your wife. I mean, you literally tangent in the middle of a story of this app to talk about this and that and then can't remember how you got there, which you do a lot, by the way. I've actually thought this many times while listening to your stories, which are always great, by the way, and you yourself have mentioned it a few times over the years, just as an offhanded, I don't know, maybe I have ADHD or something. Yeah, dude, embrace it, learn about it, do a five-level deep dive on it. You'll learn so much about yourself and discover a lot of your preconceptions about ADHD are bullshit. Um, well, good news is I've actually got my appointment. Um, they can't see me until like the middle of the year, though. Like there's such a, a backlog. Just like chances are I will get distracted and forget that I have that appointment in July. Well, the, the problem is like that obviously it's a bit of a – I mean, ADHD has been around forever, but there is some evidence to suggest that like our reliance on technology and the way that it affects our brains is leading to people being able to, you know, like that it might be a contributing factor. So you suddenly have – this time and period in our world and our knowledge around ADHD, but also all these triggers that might have led to people like being more susceptible to their brain being wired like that. So I think that, and then there's this, I mean, there's the other thing, which is that some people 
there are allegations that some people bang on the fact that they have ADHD so they can get some speed from their doctor, basically, right? <laughs> All right, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I would not like to tar the feather of the people who actually are legitimately seeking treatment for something that they, you know, legitimately have with like a few bad eggs who are doing that. But I do think there is an element of that as well. But the problem with diagnosing you from this, listening to this podcast is that you don't do a solo podcast. Like, you know, the idea of like, you don't distract yourself. Quite often, I'm the person who distracts you. Yeah, it's Like, true. I find something. Like, maybe you need to take me to the appointment <laughs> with the doctor and they can do like a test where you're in the room and how your brain operates and then try to do the same thing where yeah. I come into the room and start interrupting yeah. you and making you think of something, something else. They need to do a control assessment yeah. with just me and then they bring you in. And then they bring in like, I don't know, like an iPad or something and see what is more distracting to me, what is ruining my focus yeah. more. Yeah, oh, no, you're fine things. on the iPad. You're actually pretty good. Yeah. Like you stayed there for ages. It's this fucker who's ruining you. <laughs> uh, Duncan continues, please understand this is not a diss. I hope it doesn't come across as rude as insulting. It doesn't. I myself have discovered over the last few years that I have ADHD, that I'm also autistic. At first I was indignant. But I soon learned that this was because I held completely outdated or inaccurate views of what the neurodivergencies are. Sorry to make you read the word neurodivergencies aloud twice. I like the word neurodivergent. I think it's good too. It sounds cool. I've been trying to... Yeah, I've been trying to work it into my vernacular. No, of all Um, the things that like, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, things that people are dealing with get labelled with and sometimes those labels are... Yeah, I do have a negative connotation with them and they carry some weight. But neurodivergent, that's some good branding. Whoever yeah, in the neurodivergent like a- community came up with neurodivergent, that's like that, that's fun. Because it sounds like it's a the lost Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah. Neurodivergent. Have you read Neurodivergent? <laughs> it's amazing, amazing, man. Predicted so many things about the future. Uh, in fact, uh, since finding this out and learning more about them, I've also learned so much more about myself, my behavior, my habits. I've gained a retrospective understanding of so many awkward moments, like maybe potentially thinking that a woman having a very banal conversation with you is actually trying to dupe you into thinking she's got an imaginary sister. She invented a sister. Yeah. I mean, that does feel pretty, like maybe you should clip this bit out and take it to the doctor. Maybe send it before you get to the appointment. Just a little Yeah, so little she's saved you 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, previous to this, it was a mystery to me. I now It has led to a higher level of self-understanding, which has led me to a level of self-acceptance and in turn a higher level of self-confidence. I mean, that, I think that is my primary int- interest in getting tested is not so much about understanding myself because, you know, I feel like I understand. But it's more about... Iona, I think. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. if she starts having trouble concentrating or there's some issues, if I understand what she's going through, I think it'll make me a better father to, you know, helping her educationally or whatever. Um, I've learned my brain works differently to the neurotypical norm. I mean, that's good. That, that's the follow-up to Philip K. Dick's Neurodivergent Neurotypical. No, that's my, that was actually my children's book, Neurotypical Norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Understanding these differences means I can put things into place to help me account for them. It also means that I can explore them. For example, so I'm terrible at time management and I can hyper-focus for hours on something that interests me, whereas something that doesn't will be walked past for months if I'm not careful. But I can use that to my advantage by becoming an expert in a subject or skill, which can be dug out later when it's useful, besides which it's fun. I mean, I agree with that part, but mine all tend to be things like five, you know, 
or Top Gun Maverick. Like my focus tends to become on shit which is absolutely useless in any other form but this podcast. Would you ever like go on a show like Hard Quiz or any of those quiz shows where you need like a specialist topic? Like would you – do you think you know enough about Five after you researching Five that you could go on like Hard Quiz and answer questions about Five? No, because I think that like – if they were asked me basic info, like where, you know, where was Richie born or what year was, you know, where was Sean Hale from or what's right. Richie's favorite football team? I don't think I could answer no. any of that shit. But if they ask you, but if you ask like, me specifically about okay? what happened to Jay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's the deal with Jay? I, I, I can tell you everything about the events leading up to their formation uh-huh. and their breaking up, but not about the individual members. Okay. So I could tell you the order of the, I, I couldn't even tell you all the, the, the track listings. I know like five songs. That's not what interests me, Will. No, it's, it, it is amazing though. Cause I, but I have a bit of that as well. I've been, uh, well, I've spoken about this previously. There's a great uh, Wu-Tang documentary called Of Mikes and Men. And um, then they've made this TV series that's like a fictional oh, yeah, account yeah, they're, they're of- fictional, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, and I like, I'm quite obsessed with it, even though it's not amazing, but I just love the story of Wu-Tang and like I love, all, but because there's always, I've, I reckon I've loved- that group for 20 years or whatever and i never if somebody said just name them all name them all now of like like i'm like oh i don't know like i get lost around seven or eight i'd be like capadonna and like <laughs> master killer but i can't tell you exactly which one master killer is like you know that's so i feel like it's taken me weeks to even get my head around like when i say people who have that that a high level of specialist knowledge i'm like how do you know all this stuff about this topic? Because like, even if I've deep dived into researching something, I still feel like I'm barely ever scratching the surface. Yeah, I'm 100% like that. And there's specific details. Like I'm good at broad brush strokes on a topic. Like I can read Oh, yeah, I can something. tell you the story of the Wu-Tang Clan back to front. Not yeah. specific dates and times and names, <laughs> yeah. but like if you need the gist of how the Wu-Tang yeah, Clan the came gist, to be, exactly. I can absolutely, I'm your guy. I can absolutely give you the gist. Uh, so Duncan says, my point is, I think, yes, you have ADHD. There's nothing wrong with you and you can leverage those differences as strengths. Uh, sorry about the long letter. I hope you have got a laugh, a tangent conversation for, for the, uh, for the pod and maybe some encouragement towards self-discovery. Thank you, Duncan. She, he also finishes high will congratulations on the book and all the various other successes you've been having lately. Well, that's a lovely letter. It is a lovely letter. Um, can I say this though? We do have a lot of yeah. famously num- Australia's mm. number one medical podcast as listened to by medical professionals. It's interesting to me that if, you know, perhaps that it is apparent that you have ADHD from listening to the conversation, that none of those medical experts have ever reached out. Like there's never been one of our doctors or yeah. nurses who've like Psychologists said, hey, or psychiatrists. you know, it's a, you know, a big listener of the podcast. But, you know, because famously somebody, like their life was saved because they had a lump on their neck and, like a doctor was watching them on TV being interviewed and they saw the lump on their neck. It might have been like on a big brother or something like that. And like a doctor was just like, they need to get that lump checked out. That's definitely cancer. And they did and it was. And so you would hope that if there was like medical experts who were listening to this who thought, you know, maybe there's some medical issue going on there that they would alert us to that. Or would they be selfish enough that they're going, I don't want to ruin the magic. I like this podcast. 
if I'm gonna if I'm gonna yeah. keep people living, they've got to keep me laughing, yeah. which means Charlie needs to keep getting distracted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little shit in life. Yes. Um. I, uh, okay. So that is. Oh, just one last thing. So that beautiful long letter, and then Google their automated response, so I could re- oh, yeah, reply great. to Duncan. It's given me three options. Mm-hmm. So that beautiful long letter is really delved into it. Yep. The last thing is, is I hope you uh, find this journey of self discovery. I can respond with yes, please. Mm-hmm. Either is fine or no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Which one do I hit? Well, let's not go with no, sorry. That feels too much. Um, yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. Well, Duncan, when you listen to this episode, you'll know exactly what this bizarre message I've just <laughs> sent you means. I'm Charlie Clausen. I'm Alanderson. Yeah.